afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, Glenda Lee Allen-Vosser will have details on the Western Canadian Crop Production Show. Also, we'll hear from Gerald Cathcart with Assiniboine Community College. And up first in today's country comment, Amy Marger with Manitoba Canola Growers will stop by to talk about their on-farm research project. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba Canola Growers is in the process of establishing a farmer-funded, farmer-directed canola on-farm research program that will launch a pilot program in the 2022 growing season. Here's research manager Amy Manger. So it's a new for canola uh, on-farm research program, not new for Manitoba. The Paulson Soybean Growers as well as the Crop Alliance have been running programs for the last few years. Um, but what it's going to look at is testing some of the research that we've funded in small plot research or greenhouse research and taking some of the results from those and testing it on farms in Manitoba across a lot of different areas of the province, different soil types, um, with different farms, with different equipment. So the treatments will be tested with uh, farm equipment on farm, uh, in farmers' fields. Uh, to get that good range of testing and then also to kind of hopefully we'll be able to look at some uh, research questions that you can't typically look at in small plot experiments or they just don't work well. Um, so really to hopefully uh, bridge that gap between small plot and greenhouse research and on-farm adoption and providing those farmers in Manitoba uh, with how some of these new and improved production practices are really performing on fields, on real farms uh, within the province. What are some of the issues that that the research looks at? Well, that we're still, because this is brand new and for canola anyways, we haven't done a lot of it or we haven't done any yet because we haven't actually started the program yet. But for this 2022 field season, we're really going to start with a pilot project. Um, And the research questions that we're probably going to start with are going to be pretty simple, but still big questions in canola production. So things like stand establishment. So just a simple seeding rate question, um, as well as nitrogen rates. So how much nitrogen are we needed and how much, and how does that translate to nitrogen uptake or nitrogen use efficiency for on-farm production practices? Um, and then other questions that we're hoping to look at also are things like planter versus drill for canola, um, as well as hopefully in the future be able to do some, um, variable rate or precision egg. Um, evaluation of profitability of some of those practices because they're really hard to look at on small plots. So that's where on-farm research is going to be a big fit. Just talk a little bit more about the, you mentioned a few things, but uh, just the benefit of having, you know, actual farmers do, do this research. The big benefit is going to be farmers that participate in this on-farm program. They're really going to get answers for their own equipment on their farms. And then they're going to have agronomists that, Manitoba canola growers um, are, gonna, are contracting agronomists that are going to be taking data and compiling it, and then we're going to run data analysis, and they'll be getting a report from the results of these trials on their field, so whatever they participated in, but they'll also get information from all of the trials that have been conducted across Manitoba, and they'll get a report on those. So they'll be able to look at, in their specific area, how some of these treatments are performing, but as well as how they're performing across the province and if those are consistent. Um, so all the results will be available 
openly to all of the Manitoba Canola Growers members online, but the grower participants will get a little bit more detail and they will get a lot more information in terms of um, response with their specific operation. And um, you guys have a virtual discussion coming up just to, to talk about this? Yeah, so tomorrow actually, a little short notice, but tomorrow actually we have a webinar which is online and it's during lunch hour and it's just to discuss kind of what on-farm research is. Uh, we'll have a farmer that's been participating in on-farm research give a little bit of his views on why he participates and what benefits he sees um, from being part of on-farm research as well as an agronomist perspective on that. And then we'll also do a bit of a brainstorm um, about different research questions that we in Manitoba should be focusing on in terms of canola production. So hopefully we'll have a good turnout for that. You know, how many farmers are you looking for for this uh, pilot program? This 2022 year, because it's new to canola, we are hoping to only run about 10 to 12 trials across the province. But we're hoping in 2023 and 2024 to ramp that up to, I'm not sure exactly what yet, but we will be looking for a lot more farmers in the following years as well. If there are any farmers that are interested um, that aren't participating this year but would like to be in the future, that they're more than welcome to contact the Manitoba Canola Growers Office and they'll be put on the list and we'll contact them. That was Amy Marger, Research Manager with Manitoba Canola Growers. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Keystone Agricultural Producers has released six recommendations as the government of Manitoba develops Budget 2022. CAP is recommending the province increase funding toward initiatives and programs that build climate resiliency and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Here's President Bill Campbell. There's been some initiatives uh, announced from federal government, so we want to ensure that agriculture and farmers are at the table when we go about developing some of these new policies. How our industry can deal with and adapt to some of these policies and uh, we want to make sure that there's a healthy environment for future generations. The six recommendations address economic competitiveness, the environment, labor and public trust. Assiniboine Community College is announcing a new partnership with the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples to deliver a tuition-free agricultural equipment operator program. The 14-week program starts in February at the college's North Hill campus in Brandon and is open to Indigenous people living off-reserve. Gerald Cathcart is Assiniboine Community Development Strategist. The Ag Equipment Operator Program uh, has been something that the industry has been looking for uh, for a number of years, producers primarily, and you've uh, you've heard that the uh, Keystone Agriculture Producers is certainly uh, very supportive of this program. There is a desperate need for uh, for trained equipment operators uh, in primary production here in Manitoba. So we've undertaken uh, developing this program the last couple of years. What we've come up with is a 14-week program uh, that's going to begin uh, in late February and have students uh, in work practicums by the end of May. The program has capacity for 15 students. And G3 has donated grain rescue equipment to a number of rural Manitoba fire departments the donations are in support of the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association Be Grain Safe program. Grain rescue gear was provided to the RM of Morris, Rivers, Minnedosa, and Arburg Fire Departments. G3 provided $45,000 to CASA for grain rescue training and equipment last year. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Mm-hmm. 
Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire from Monday, January 10th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Allen Vosser has details on the Western Canadian Crop Production Show. The Western Canadian Crop Production Show at Prairie Land Park in Saskatoon officially opened to the public today at noon. Glenda Allen Vosser caught up with Lori Cates, Prairie Land's Agriculture Manager. Talk to us a little bit about the show, the hours, admission, COVID protocols. What do we need to know? Well, first of all, we're really, really pleased to be able to offer the show uh, here in 2022. You know, we we missed a year last year, and it was unfortunate. And um, our exhibitors are so happy to be back. I, I mean, I get stopped all the time on the show floor saying, you know, thank you for having the show. Thank you for having the show. We need to get back. We need to get in front of our customers. And so we're really happy that we're able to do that. We've taken every precaution that the government has outlined for us. Um, you know, anyone that's entering the building has to have uh, a negative COVID test that's been um, administered by an approved testing provider or proof of, uh, of the vac- vaccine. So everyone has to wear masks and uh, use the hand sanitizers. So, you know, we're just really happy that we're able to support the agriculture industry by once again hosting this show that has become sort of the kickoff to the, to, to the growing season. And, and uh, you know, we're anticipating that uh, producers and exhibitors alike will be pleased to be back and doing business at this show and that's you know that's the key to the show is that they're here to do business so so we're excited and uh we're looking forward to a really great week the show kicked off today at noon what are the hours for the week and the admission yeah so today we're open till six and tuesday and wednesday we're um nine to five and then thursday we're nine to four so we close a little bit early on thursday uh, admission is $18 at the door. Uh, we have a two-day pass that's $32. And, of course, with the way that the world is going now, all of your tickets can be purchased online. So you don't even need to worry about coming and having cash. It's just an online purchase. You can go on our website, get your ticket, download it to your phone. We scan you in. We scan your vaccine or check your COVID, and, and it's a very simple, very efficient system that we have. What can we expect to see at the show as far as exhibitors? What what kind of highlights, what kind of numbers are we looking at this year? A week and a half ago, I was, you know, completely full. We've had some people um, cancel in the last couple of days, and that has basically been a corporate um decision that maybe has come down from head office so um so we do have some cancellations but for the most part i still have over 300 exhibitors um right around a thousand indoor booths um all the typical stuff that that everyone would normally see here at at prairie Land park for the crop production show um because of the last couple of years in the circumstances, there have been a number of companies that have either gone out of business, just decided they're not doing trade shows anymore. I know a couple of companies personally that they've just retired 
And so we've been able to get a lot of new exhibitors in, exhibitors that have been waiting for six, seven, eight years to get into our show. And now we've had some holes and we've been able to, to get the new exhibitors in. So I'm pretty excited because there's a lot of new stuff for people to see. A lot of it is in Hall D&E where the bigger equipment is. So, um, yeah, new stuff, interesting uh, new technology, and, and I think it's, going to be very very interesting show the western canadian crop production show underway at prairie land park in saskatoon until thursday for golden west i'm glendalee allen vossler thanks glendalee that's it for the prairie Eggwire for today if you have any questions or opinions to share send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca on behalf of glendalee allen vossler i'm Corey canute thanks for listening and have a great afternoon the Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Agriculture is offering environmental farm plan workshops over the winter. These will be held online. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting a Stock Talk webinar January 13th at 1 p.m. Register on the MFGA website. Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon has been postponed with new dates to be determined. Keystone Agricultural Producers has moved its 38th annual meeting to a virtual format January 25th and 26th. Visit the CAP website for details. And Manitoba Forage Seed is going virtual January 26th and 27th. Visit their website for a list of agenda items and to register. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Assiniboine Community College is announcing a new partnership with the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples to deliver a tuition-free agriculture equipment operator program. The 14-week program starts in February at the college's North Hill campus in Brandon and is open to Indigenous people living off-reserve. Gerald Cathcart is Assiniboine's Community Development Strategist. The Ag Equipment Operator Program uh, has been something that the industry has been looking for uh, for a number of years, um, producers primarily, and you've, uh, you've heard that the uh, Keystone Agriculture Producers is certainly uh, very supportive of this program. There is a desperate need for, um, uh, for trained equipment operators uh, in primary production here in Manitoba. So we've undertaken uh, developing this program last couple of years. What we've come up with is a 14-week program uh, that's going to begin uh, in late February and have students uh, in work practicums um, by the end of May. And this is in conjunction with the um, Congress of Aboriginal Peoples. Um, talk a bit about that partnership and uh, I guess some of the um, um, requirements for, for students uh, looking to enroll. So the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples is a, a national organization based out of Ottawa who we've worked with uh, for a number of years um, quite successfully. They sponsor students who are Indigenous but who are not living um, on reserve, uh, and that includes uh, First Nations and Métis individuals as well. They, uh, for students who, who meet their qualifications, they, uh, they all fund the tuition for this program which, of course, is a, a huge head start if you're looking to get into the industry at all. Talk a little bit about the, how the program will be structured. It starts here in February. We're going to start. Uh, the course starts off. It starts off in the end of February. Uh, we've got a couple of weeks of uh, work skill, potential skills. They're just getting students thinking about themselves and thinking about the, uh, what they're going to, um, what they're going to need to have uh, in their personal lives squared away. 
uh, thing into school and heading out to work. Uh, those programs have been proven to be very successful in all of the programs that Assemblyne runs. It's just getting students off on the right foot. We then uh, quickly segue into uh, safe work practices, and here's where the uh, Keystone Agriculture Producers comes in. Uh, they have a well-respected and uh, provincial-wide safety program, and we're looking to uh, collaborate with them. I think uh, Bill spoke to that uh, in his uh, comments to you. Equipment maintenance is another key piece. Uh, we'll be doing that in collaboration with our heavy equipment uh, department on the North Hill uh, or at the Lead Evans Centre for Trades and Technologies. Uh, they, uh, of course, teach uh, heavy-duty technician there, so those programs will be working with them on equipment maintenance. We'll be then transitioning on to um, mobile equipment operation, tractors, combines, swathers. Um, we're going to be simulating that uh, you know, obviously, we're not going to be able to go out and, and thrash, uh, thrash grain. That would be ideal. Realistically, the, the timing on actual thrashing is tough. Uh, we want to have these students hired, um, and producers want them on their farms and trained well before August. Uh, so that uh, what we'll be doing in mobile equipment operations, simulating the, um, you know, simulating the actual driving of equipment in a large field, uh, but certainly not, uh, certainly not. Uh, thrashing operations. We're going to spend quite a bit of time on GPS as well. Most of the modern equipment has GPS. Um, we fortunately have uh, access to uh, a number of different units through um, through the uh, dealership network that Dustin Wayne works with. So we're going to be able to train people on, uh, on multiple GPS systems. Moving in more focused on to the grain industry equipment, combines, grain carts, uh, swathers, Augers, those etcs that we're going to be um, giving introduction to students on and and when uh, you know, we're going to loop this back to maintenance Corey it's um, it's key that our graduates are committed to the fundamentals of operation and that starts with that morning walk around uh, we heard that loud and clear from producers that that they need to be uh, employees need not only just to be able to run the equipment but to uh, to do that basic maintenance and troubleshooting. And we're going to round it out, uh, time permitting, with some basics of livestock um, operations, uh, looking at um, the various pieces of equipment that are in built, in, involved in haying and foraging, and as well as looking at things like the beef uh, code of practice uh, as part of that. But that, that will not be a... Uh, that's not the key focus here. The key focus here is the primary production in grains, but uh, we are hoping to get into some livestock, uh, an overview of livestock industry as well. And then at the end, um, there will be a uh, work placement um, as well, right? That's correct. And, uh, you know, a key to all of the Cinnaboyne uh, programs is, is getting students in the industry, whether those are co-op programs, work practicums, volunteer placements. In this case, this is a paid practicum, so the students will be uh, collecting a salary uh, while they're spending 80 hours on, uh, on a producer's farm in May. Um, so we're hoping, uh, and if and if other practicums um, or any indication that these turn into uh, really a two-week interview process and uh, we would expect that a lot of the students will uh, will stay on the uh, on the operation where they're doing their practicum that's that's typical of 
of the success we see in other doctor placements. That was Gerald Cathcart with Assiniboine Community College. The college has announced a new partnership with the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples to deliver a tuition-free agriculture equipment operator program. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Assiniboine Community College is announcing a new partnership with the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples to deliver a tuition-free agriculture equipment operator program. The 14-week program starts in February at the college's North Hill campus in Brandon and is open to Indigenous people living off-reserve. Gerald Cathcart is Assiniboine's community development strategist. So the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples is a a national organization based out of Ottawa who we've worked with for a number of years quite successfully. They sponsor students who are Indigenous but who are not living um, on reserve, uh, and that includes uh, First Nations and Métis individuals as well. For students who, who meet their qualifications, they uh, they all fund the tuition for this program, which of course is a, a huge head start if you're looking to get into the industry at all. The program has capacity for 15 students, and Keystone Agricultural Producers has released six recommendations as the government of Manitoba develops budget 2022. CAP is recommending the province allocate contingency funding to assist Manitoba's agriculture industry if drought conditions persist this year. Here's President Bill Campbell. We want to ensure that the government is still fully aware of of what the potential or consequences are of a continuing drought. We're certainly thankful and appreciative of the collaboration and the relationships that were formed during the drought of uh, 2021, but uh, we also would be preferential that if we received the moisture and didn't have to deal with drought conditions again in 2022. The six recommendations address economic competitiveness, the environment, labour and public trust. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.